0: Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Devotion. Thank you, devotees, Corey, Josie, Gretchen, David, you guys, you guys make this a very special time each and every day. Monday through Friday, normally 7 central, we do morning devotion. Uh, so long as we're able to, the Lord permits it, and the tech gurus allow it. But here we are in 21 days of prayer and fasting, and this is day number 12. Friday, January the 14th, I pray you had a great day yesterday, a great evening, and look forward to a greater day today and a greater weekend. We will be going Saturday and Sunday, we'll carry through the weekend. Sunday will be our prayer service, just a time to pray. And as we do every time we get together. So thank you. If you're on Facebook, subscribe to the page, like the page today. Uh, And uh, YouTube, the same, share this with others. Um, Today, I want to learn some lessons of afflictions. Affliction is God's address. Affliction comes to us all. That's a good lesson. For every open door, there are many adversaries. Paul told us that the greater our trial, the greater the harvest, the greater the blessing. We know that we profit from affliction if we respond to it correctly. Our song grows sweeter. Testimonies grow brighter. Prayers grow deeper. Some things can only be learned when you located God's address. God's address. And that is affliction. Here's the verse, a minor prophet, Michael 115, he who is the glory of Israel will come to Adullam. Yes, Adullam, affliction is God's address. Today in the book on prayer, we are loosely following the book on prayer that I wrote a couple of years ago. And it has 21 days of devotion. Today is your prayer is heard that God hears our prayers, answers our prayers, The Book on Prayer. If you don't have it, you can get it at the Pentecostal Publishing House, thebookonprayer.com, amazon.com. We are day 12, day 12. Today, I want to take you to a biblical setting, one that can be found in the Holy Land today, and it's agilum. Agilum. Agilum means refuge. Hiding place, and that's what it was to David for many, many years. It's found on the mountainside south of Jerusalem, in a in a group of hills that are honeycombed with caves, and there David fled, and there he hid from an insane king bent on his destruction. I'm (laughs) ministering to somebody I don't know who. How God got there is quite a story. It spans, or how David got there, how God brought him there spans seven chapters in 1 Samuel. Basically, you know the story. He was the anointed king in waiting by Samuel. He defeats Goliath, provokes King Saul's jealousy. Saul decides to kill David. David hides in Ramah, where Samuel the prophet dwelt. Saul finds him. He races to Gath in Philistia, Goliath's hometown. Not a good idea. Okay, confession's good for the soul. How many of you? in your fear, in your anger, in your stress, have made some bad decisions. Well, David did. Yeah, show of hands, show of hands if you want to do that. Just an honesty check here. But finally, David ends up in Agilom. And the seventh chapter of David's life, 1 Samuel 22, opens with this verse. David left Gath, that's in Philistia, Goliath's hometown, and he escaped to the cave of Agilom. Yes, and upon his escape, he writes the thirty-fourth psalm. It's the first song sung in the cave of Adullam. Listen closely to the message of that psalm. David said, and he sang, "Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all." Let that let that verse just flow over you, Lisa, Pam. Joyce, let it flow over you, relate to it, apply to apply it to your life. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God is going to deliver you, Sonia, Edna, God's going to deliver you out of each and every one of them. Can I get a witness to that? Amen. God's people, we're, we're not stranger to God's address, the place of affliction. That's what agilum represents, it represents affliction. The hiding place of God is often found in affliction. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. You may have been misunderstood, mistreated, persecuted, ridiculed, slandered, defamed, scorned, abused. But the afflictions of the righteous, though as real as they are, there's something that happens in the affliction God shows up. Here's what God said to Isaiah. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. There's no hotter flame, in my opinion, than waiting on God in patience when you're suffering. Moses had to do it. He suffered for 40 years. Elijah had to do it. Three and a half years, he had his own agile. The afflictions of the righteous are many, God is no respecter of persons. If it happened to David, if it happened to Moses, if it happened to Elijah, it's going to happen to us all because affliction is God's address. It's where we find God. It's where our greatest praise, our greatest prayers, and the greatest answers to prayer because God delivers us out of afflictions. Now, David... When he was in Agilem, he could have focused on his afflictions. He could have recounted them with every word. He could have lived, ate, breathed, slept those offenses, both real and imagined. He could, have, he could have wasted precious time and energy plotting his revenge. He didn't. He chose in faith how to finish this sentence. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. How will you finish it, David but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Another Psalm David wrote during this season was the 142nd Psalm. And he reveals the attitude you and I need to find in the midst of affliction. Psalm 142, bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. In other words, in his affliction, David did not sense divine absence. He sensed divine presence because affliction is God's address. So Zane, Jim, Trenton, whatever you're going through in life, when the pain comes, then heavenly gain appears because God is working in the midst of your affliction. You need to hear that this morning. I just felt impressed early, early this morning. I needed to say this today. God uses, God uses affliction. He uses it to refocus our attention. Psalm 119. Unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. He uses affliction to bring us back into obedience. Psalm 119 again. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. Sometimes God uses affliction to open a, a greater understanding. I, I like the model of the Lord Jesus Christ being in agony. Luke said, Jesus prayed the more earnestly. Imagine what that would look like in our life when we're attacked and defamed. We pray more, pray more earnestly. When we go through a valley, we worship more. We worship more earnestly. When we experience a rough patch, we don't take a break from God. Rather, we tune in to his presence and we serve him and others when we grow tempted to be silenced, to be canceled. No, we lift our voices all the louder and share our testimony as never before. Sometimes God uses affliction to, oh, how can I say it? To catapult us into another dimension with him. Sometimes God uses affliction to reveal his love in us to show that his grace is sufficient. Sometimes God uses affliction to, Oh boy, here we go. To remove a spirit of judgmentalism that's got to attached to us. Sometimes God uses affliction to give us a greater compassion, to encourage others. The adulum of affliction, God's address, will bring us into alignment with Him, so that we will praise Him, magnify Him, bear His image and His message. Oh, I just feel the presence of the Lord in that. I really do. That God is going to use this affliction to bring about a greater attention to him. Yes, I feel that with all of my heart. I have felt this. I have just felt this in this 21 days of prayer and fasting. And by the way, on the fasting part, you do what you can as you can. Uh, There were days in my life that, I could fast 21 days straight without looking back. Those are harder and harder for me uh, as the days pass. But I do what I can. I want you to do what you can. And what you're physically able and what God gives you the strength for. I am looking forward. Brother Josh Herring has written a fabulous book on fasting. And uh, we're going to close out our 21 days uh, in Pearland and in Baytown. Brother Herring, ministering. We're gonna be introducing that book later in the year and sharing with it some insights from Brother Herring, the author of the book, and a personal, I don't know, he's got such a great testimony with fasting. But I just believe, I believe in this season, 21 days, we're gonna see some things break. We're gonna see some new habits form. We're gonna see that people say, this is my affliction. This is my thorn in the flesh, and I invite God to create his address here, to set up residence here. We're not looking for a visitation, but a habitation. I'm looking for an evil in this land to be expunged and blown into the sea. I'm looking for triumphs. I'm looking for victories, amen, that from this affliction and from this furnace and from this crucible from this fiery trial that we're enduring there's going to be some gold come there's going to be some precious things tried by the fire oh i wish i just wish you would share that with somebody i feel that i feel that that the greater the open door greater the adversaries the greater the heat we're going through this we're going to see some amazing things happen can i get a witness out there right now yes David said it was his prayer that when he was in affliction that the righteous will be drawn to him. I love that passage, that the righteous will be drawn to him. In the 57th Psalm, uh, it's one of the victims of David. I'll explain what that is in just a moment. In, there's a superscription, those tiny words to the chief musician, a tossage, victim of David, when he fled from Saul, In the cave. David wrote six of these mictums, each at low points in his life. Mictum means engraved in gold. (laughs) That there's gold in the low points. That God sets up his address in affliction. David practiced some spiritual form of alchemy to transform lead into gold. That's what happens in the cave, and that's what happens in affliction. Listen to David. Explore this cave of affliction. Psalm 57, my heart is fixed. Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake, my glory. Awake, my psaltery. Awake, my harp. It's gonna be praise in the midst of affliction that will get God's attention, that will invite his presence, that the remedy for affliction is a fixed heart of praise that invites God's presence. There were five ingredients in that anointing oil, five ingredients, myrrh, sweet cinnamon, sweet cali- calamus, and cassia. But the underlying ingredient of these principal spices was the purest of olive oil. Many are the afflictions of the righteousness, but God has a way of remedying them, that the principal means is a fixed heart of worship. That the oil of the spirit will flow in you giving rise to the sweetest and most fragrant of praise that worship will cure anything in your life he inhabits the praises where there's worship and worship only occurs when those spices are ground according to the art of the apothecary to crush the spices to blend them with oil to heat them over the furnace of affliction to melt those individual ingredients. That's where God is. Worship from the inward caverns of the heart. It starts there, but it's in the furnace of affliction that things begin to happen. If you can endure trials without getting meaner and without getting more bitter and judgmental and more caustic, if you can go through your affliction while not picking up five smooth stones, but picking up a 10-stringed harp, then affliction becomes God's address. Affliction is having her perfect work. Three things can be said about the Stradivarius violin, the most expensive violin that can be purchased. First, it makes the most beautiful music. Second, the beautiful music comes not only from its craftsmanship and the skill of the artist performing, but from the wood used to make it, trees that clung tenaciously to mountainsides, living in adverse circumstances, hot, cold, winds, drought, stored within those tried fibers is a song, because from affliction comes affection, the most sweetest or the sweetest music of them all. Third, even if the Stradivarius violin is left without a little tension on its strings, then it will lose its music. The wood will lose its song because it's from the stress that comes the song. Word must have spread in Judah, David's bag, Sweet music can be heard in Agilim drifting down to the valley of Elah. The one who once sang to Jesse's sheep, the one who could put the sheep to sleep with his songs, the one who could soothe the demon-possessed king, that David. That David, he's back. You've never heard music. It must have spread through Judah, like what's coming out of the cave of Agila, what's coming from the furnace of affliction. It's going to be years and years before David is crowned king, anywhere from seven to 10 years of living in that cave and elsewhere. But while David is in the cave, while he's in the midst of affliction, there's some praise to be had. David tunes his heart. Then David starts the choir lessons because let's finish that passage in 1 Samuel 22. David left Gath, escaped to the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and father's household heard about it, they went down to him there. The next verse, all those who were in distress, in debt, discontented, gathered around them. He became their leader. About 400 men were with him. Whew. Surround me with the righteous, O Lord. Surround me with the righteous. His family comes to him. Father Jesse, you know, the one who didn't invite David to the meal years before in Samuel's honor. Father Jesse, who seemed to forgot about his young red-haired boy by the name of David. Now Jesse comes to him seemingly to say, son, I'm proud of you. That's what you need in the cave of affliction. You need the affirmation from your heavenly father. His brothers came. The same one who once said, get back home. What are you doing here, you small brat? Get off the battlefield. You're not ready for the big leagues. You're not. Now his brothers come. The very ones who tried to put him down. Now lift him up. That's what you need in the cave of affliction. A brotherly, a sisterly blessing. And then the 3D bunch comes. Distressed, in debt, discontented, the three days, yeah. And what we learn is that in affliction, we're not alone. Many are there with us. Together, we can see it through. And God transformed those hundreds of men into mighty men of valor. How are you responding to your cave, to your furnace of affliction, to your adulum? Because many are the afflictions of the righteous. You got it. If you do it man's way, you'll drive everybody away. If you do it God's way, people will be drawn to you. Do it man's way and you will enter the cave of believer and exit the cave an atheist. Do it God's way and you'll enter the cave of affliction and you'll find God there and you will create a sanctuary of praise. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord in there. There are some testimonies. Tiffany, I just feel like there's some testimonies in our midst, Kirk, Catherine, testimonies. Glad we can sing the songs of Zion in church, but it's better to sing them in a strange land. It's good to praise God under a wide open heaven, but wow, it's better to worship God in a darkened corner of a cave where many of you may find yourself right now. Praise him when you're blessed, but praise him when you're blasted and afflicted. Because the remedy for affliction is to begin with praise. Your affliction, like Job found, will repel the wrong people but your praise will attract the right people. Yes, that's what's happening. God took care of David. He brought him to the cave of Adullam. He brought him into the place of affliction that became the headquarters of the king in waiting. Now, do you remember that verse, the one that I read at the very beginning? Micah 115, he who is the glory of Israel Will come to Adjilam. God approaches us. He will come to Adjilam. He will come to your place of affliction. Yes. Yes, he will. He's coming to meet you. Jonathan, Cindy, April. He's coming to meet you there. But hear me carefully. Hear me carefully. He's coming. God's coming to Adjilam. You'll see the glory of Israel. He's coming but please recognize the day of your visitation. He's coming, he's coming. It was the sin of the religiously intelligent in Christ's day. They didn't recognize the day of their visitation. When the disciples saw Jesus passing by their storm-tossed boat, he made as if to pass them by, the Bible says. Someone cried out, he's coming. He's coming to your storm-tossed sea. He's coming to that bed of affliction. He's coming to a family that is COVID weary. He's coming to a group of people that are just trying to hold on and hang on, survive, much less thrive. He's coming. But oh, please recognize the day of your visitation because God is coming to Agilom. His glory will be revealed there in your affliction He will make it his address. He will put out his shingle and say, I dwell here. I'm in the midst of this. Sufficient grace for your hour of need. I'm here. I'm there. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. Winnie, yet I feel the presence of the Lord here. I feel like God is doing something in our midst. God is making a way. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. As we go into the weekend, and as you and I hear of more people, I i was deluged this morning with more people, friends of mine, dear friends, brothers and sisters in the Lord, who've contracted the virus in this latest variant. And I'm thankful that it's not as seemingly as serious as others, but I know, I know it is serious. It is serious. I'm ready. Would you bind together with me? And that no harm would come and no harm would befall those that are in the palm of his hand. And that those who are sick and those who are trying and those who have other health issues and those who are weary and ready to throw in the towel. that came into this cave and furnace of affliction, a believer, but now they're getting ready to walk out as a practical atheist. Folks, we need to rally together. Our prayers must be heard. We need to lift up. They need to hear, your kids need to hear, the next generations need to hear some song coming out of your furnace of affliction. Yes, that'll draw the right things and the right people into your world. Sing in the midst of your trials. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this today. Let me mention, um, just talking about Agilum, uh that is in the Holy Land, if you want to be a part of our trip, James Bailey, his email address is out to the side. One week in the Holy Land, one week on the Mediterranean. Believe in God that by the time we get there late fall, all of the stuff we're enduring is gone. And we're going to have a wonderful time, Morning Devotion family, on that trip. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of this. Remember, Saturday morning, I'll see you here, the Lord willing, and let's see what God will do. God bless you.